Welcome to Women, Life, and Science with Cecilia Zapata-Harms. Over the next hour, you will hear Cecilia and her guests discuss, share, and inspire you with the stories of life, careers, challenges, successes, stories about their own lives. Now, here is Cecilia. Good morning, Women, Life, and Science listeners. Cecilia here, your host, and welcome to Women, Life, and Science, February 16th episode. I am... um, getting really excited because our conference is is, uh, coming up really fast here, Um, less than less than uh, 70 days. (laughs) So in about in about two months, Um, and we are rapidly um, uh, sending out some invitations. And um, I think we're we're definitely getting there. Very excited to have all the speakers and the panel members and the organizing committee members to get together uh, with some of the most incredible women who are attending. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's really all about the women who are attending the conference. Okay, so middle of the month. Um, And did I say February 16th? Oh my gosh, totally losing my brain it's actually it's february 21st i was looking at something else on um on my screen here and it said february 16th so completely wipe that out from your minds it is not february 16th it is february 21st it's the third week of february and it's a longer month by the way um because it's a leap year we have a, a 29th 29th day this month. Incredible. It's also the Lunar New Year. We are, it started February 10th. We're right in the middle of it. It lasts for 15 days. Uh, We have a few more days left. And it is the year of the dragon, uh, the wood dragon, as a matter of fact. And for those of you who are, who follow that kind of stuff, the year of the dragon um, really is the year where all those things that we have planted as far as new endeavors or planted a seed or ideas are supposedly will begin to take form and uh, will begin to take flight. So just, just think about that. Lots of things are happening already. Anyway, um, even though it's February, uh, our our craziness has been um, has started, <laughs> so it's been quite busy. So today's topic is um, something that we have not really kind of delved into a li- uh, on the show, and I thought it was really time to talk about how we women see and behave and I guess, you know, sort of debunking the myth of what um, our relationship is uh, with money, finances, and planning our financial future. Um, And I thought today would be an amazing um, time. It's a start. It's almost, it's, it's kind of the tax season, uh, started the new year, uh, still within our sort of, you know, new year's resolution, although quite a few already probably dropped what they have written down as far as the new year's resolution is concerned. But this is, this is really all about empowering us to have a better relationship with money, with investing, with our finances. Today, we have um, a very important topic, actually, uh, because it does touch everybody on all stages of life, from young professionals all the way through our later years, um, as we sunset our years. Um, But it's a very important uh, discussion and conversation today, and it is about our financial future. As women, a lot of us really didn't learn anything about 
our uh, how to handle our finances, how to handle what 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 is investing all about. And so today we have with us Deborah Ost- Ostrom. Deborah, is that correct? Did I pronounce oh, that correctly? Ostrom. Ostrom. Okay. Well, she's a CFA, um, certified financial advisor, is a speaker, educator on finance and investing topics. She has worked in the finance and investing industry for over 27 years at large financial firms out of New York, uh, like Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, Private Bank, and most recently, Alliance Global Investors. She's now on a mission to empower women to be in control of their financial future and offers easy to understand courses, which is I like easy um, courses through live workshops and online through her website at debraostrom.com. We'll have that on the website as well. She created the plan and invest workbook offered at amazon.com and Deborah has earned an MBA in finance and chartered financial analyst designation. So welcome Deborah. Deb, should we do Deb or Deborah? Either or is good. Or? Good. <laughs> okay. Deb is great. Deb <laughs> is great. All right. All right. So I always like to ask our listeners um, to tell us about you a little bit. Tell us your story, what your your journey has been. I know that you're in, in South Carolina, um, Charleston, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So tell us, tell us, let us get to know you a little bit. Great. Thank you for having me also. Um, So right now, yes, I feel super fortunate that I get to live in the amazing town of Charleston, South Carolina, but I am originally from Long Island, New York, where we have much colder winters and grew up on Long Island. And my parents divorced when I was very young and watched my mother struggle with money my entire life. And working and go, you know, growing up on Long Island, you always heard about Wall Street and the world of finance, uh, knew a lot of friends whose family worked there. So, you know, I paid for my own education. And, a lot of us have, yeah. Right. And and saw a path to, okay, well, you know, I don't want to go through what my mother went through. I want to learn how to be financially independent and strong. So I was fortunate enough where I could do that and went, you know, undergrad accounting, started working on Wall Street and all those large firms that you mentioned in various capacities. Um, It was all about investing and working with financial advisors. So having done that for so long and then towards the latter part of my career, representing Allianz Global Investors and the investments that they offered you know, I come to 25 years later and I'm like, this industry is still predominantly male. And Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this problem that women just don't have the information that they need in the way that they're comfortable with, that's going to help them make good, good decisions for their life. So I'm like, you know, this, this can't keep going on this way. It's just not Right. And I don't see a lot of women. There's a, there is a big push to get more women into the financial industry, but um, I don't see that really making a huge difference for the next 20 years. It's going to take a really long time. So it's like, okay, what can I do to try and help? I think women need to see more women talking about this so that they realize it's just not a, it's not just a male topic. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's- what drove me to, you know, create this website, put these courses up. I have this passion for taking complicated topics and just (laughs) using analogies that we already know and show people it's really not that complicated. You know, if you can uh, understand offense, defense, you can understand investing or, you know, even it's also quite similar to, how we think about our physical health, the process that you go through. And, uh, you know, so I try to use these analogies to make it much more approachable and easy to understand. And my passion is to really even help male financial advisors understand how to communicate with women because- Oh my gosh, that is so true. 
Yes. So true. I, so I actually just put a program together to do that. And I'm talking to investment firms to try and, and help male advisors so that more women are involved. Um, and there's a lot of stats. If you want, as we go along this conversation, I can share with you about, uh, you know, where women are at in their knowledge and what happens when women get divorced or God forbid widows and how. Oh, yes, we'll definitely we'll want to hear about that. You know, you mentioned that it is still fairly male dominated, um, uh, not just in in personal financial investments or um, financial planning, Mm -hmm. um, but also in business. So as you know, I'm in the life science biotechnology world. Female founders have a huge challenge in even trying to get funding for their innovations and starting up their own business. Um, At the same time, uh, you know, they also don't have the understanding or the, they do, but they don't, if that made sense. Um, Like, going to investors and, and, you know, pitching their, their business, but immediately all you see is just, you know, a panel of men listening to their, to their Mm -hmm. pitch and immediately your, um, your confidence sort of, right. Gets Mm -hmm. (laughs) slumped down because are they even understanding? Are they even relating to what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I can't relate to them because I don't think that they can relate to me. Uh, so it does apply across the board, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one book that I've recently read and taken a lot of great information from. There's a a woman, Dr. Deborah Tannen, who has written a series of books. The one that I'm reading is called You Just Don't Understand. And it's all about how men and women use language differently and that we are socialized and taught this from a very young age, where women use language to connect with other women or build connection and community. And men use language to share information and establish their hierarchy in the conversation or expertise. So it's just like, so like, poof, yes, this is so true. And so if you're a financial advisor or anyone, right? Like when you're, if there's a woman going to this panel, you know, the men want data points and for you to show your expertise, don't bother trying to build a connection with them. (laughs) (laughs) And, but if you're a financial advisor, it's so hard though. I mean, that's hard to do. how we are socialized to do as women where, you know, and, and it even talked about how, uh, when we are young playing and starting our social experience in school as children, uh, girls, you know, if, if somebody tries to break out and stand above the rest or be a leader, they're called bossy. And mm-hmm. there is no term for a little boy. You never hear a little boy being referred to as bossy because they the boys actually expect that. You know, if you can prove yourself and people and and give orders and people listen to them, that's actually then you earn their respect subconsciously where we as women we're not you know if we're kicked out of the community uh that's really hurtful for us so so we stay within the level playing field so to speak you know well that goes down to the the next sort of main thing that i wanted to to talk about are really the myths uh about women and finances um you've named a few of them as we're growing up but what else what you're basically trying to debunk some of these myths, right? Or make some changes in in behavior and knowledge, and um, but it'll take some time for us to kind of get used to to changing our mindset about our finances. But what are some of the other myths that that we can talk about? Yes. Um, so just you know, in speaking with a lot of women, the there's almost these subconscious negative beliefs about investing 
that I think mm-hmm. holds them back from being more engaged um, and enthusiastic because who doesn't really want to grow their money? So it it one of the big ones is, and and I do even know that this just doesn't apply to women because I've talked to other talked to a lot of men about it too. It it is somewhat of a you, you don't learn about it in high school, like you were saying. You don't but you know, not many families talked about investing around the dinner table. And you don't even learn it, you know, when you're in college unless you're a finance major. So, but yet there's there people are embarrassed that they don't know this already. And since we it's so taboo to talk about, especially with women, um, you know, they they think that they should know this already. They should have their act together and they're too embarrassed to uh, seek out information, which goes along with this whole jargon thing. So mm-hmm. a way that, you know, if you look back through the past 25 years, the way that uh, you you could get educated was by reading articles with all these words and terms that were re- that really aren't necessary. I mean, I know the terms, but I also know that you can explain it without those terms. Um, so, and then that's a big turnoff. Who wants to spend hours and not even sure if they even understand it correctly? Or your other choice was to go to a financial advisor who you knew was going to try and sell you something. So you don't now trust the information that you're receiving. So then it's too intimidating. So let's not do anything at all. And that just hurts an entire generation of women or people. It, it just, yeah. it's. Yeah. Well, and to think about it, you know, for the longest time, like you mentioned, um, we're so afraid about the word investor or investing. Um, it is a bit of a, um, there's a fear factor because you, we, we hear it of of the stocks going up and the stock market going down and people are losing their money and losing their shirts and we're 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 as women we're natural risk averse right yes uh, <laughs> it's natural for us because yes. we want we we think of so many different things our families our well-being our future um and like you said you know people go through divorces and, and deaths and and stuff like that 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 we we just want to make sure um, that we're secure uh, forever right. <laughs> is is what we look about. You know, you make me. Um, my mom is 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 your traditional old school woman who who was a single parent for a while and worked and um, really didn't know at the beginning. I was really little, didn't know how to. Um, navigate through all the different financial things, you know, mm-hmm. especially coming from a, a very poor um, uh, family. Handling credit is another one where our kids really don't know how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Old school would be pay everything with cash. You save, 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 and then you pay everything with cash. Mm-hmm. The newer generation is you don't think about saving, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> they pay it with credit, thinking that credit is cash. Right. So, and for women, I think that's hard. That that's a hard thing to balance for us. When you agree? Yeah, I think there is a huge, you know, this whole concept, and there's other, you know financial experts out there that talk about living a debt-free life and all of these things, but, um, you know, understanding different types of debt, understanding different interest rates, and then understanding what the reasonable expectation for investing is, because sometimes you're better off investing than living a debt-free life over the long term. So I think, and and everything you're saying is you know so true about the risk averse nature of women which is both a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. uh, and i think what i really think is so important is that oh my gosh social media and the news makes everything so short term focused right and it yeah. goes back you know if you're listening to the news and they're talking about today's stock market returns 
it goes up, it goes down. But what I try to show um, in my courses is that you have to take a long-term perspective. And over the past hundred years, if you look at the average stock market return in 10 year increments, right? And so on average over almost like 95% of the 10 year increments over the past 100 years, your average return is anywhere from eight to 10% per year. That's how it averages out. But it doesn't have, it doesn't do that every year. It's, mm -hmm. it's an average over those 10 years. And you just kind of need to just uh, embrace that and absorb it so that you realize it's a long-term thing. You can't get caught up in the emotional nature of the ups and downs, you know, monthly. And, and the unicorn, the unicorn, the unicorn things mm -hmm. of like immediate cash uh, <laughs> return after you make a certain amount of investment for a short period of time. Though Those are... I mean, they're very, very, very rare. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's that's the problem. It's like, well, it's not doing something, so yes. I'm just going to take my money out. Yeah. And and that's also the internet. There's mm -hmm. uh, so many um, companies out there that like to publish articles that are selling stock research. And I think people think that that's what investing is. And mm -hmm. there's a very big difference between day trading or trading and long-term investing. And uh, and it's also quite easy to be a Monday morning quarterback where you can say, oh, if you would have invested in this stock over the past five years, you would have had a 2000% return. But as you and I know, when you're living day to day and trying to look forward, <laughs> like yeah. you say, it's very rare that someone can consistently pick winners all the time. So yeah. Yeah. if you invest in the overall stock market together, you don't need to be a stock picker and you're still going to grow your money. Yeah. And um and it doesn't And that's really that's uh, sorry to interrupt. That's really the key is like the phrase there is grow your money. Yeah. So okay, so we talked about the challenges, the myths, behavior, changing mindsets, right? Um, these are the things that we definitely need to, um, and I love this phrase that you use or the word that you use, mentoring women on how to versus advising women on how to. Big, big difference between the, those two words, right? right. And yeah. yeah, and I, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm, I call myself a financial educator because I don't, I'm not managing your money. I want to teach you or educate you on what the basics are so that you trust yourself to either go out and hire someone or start doing it by yourself or call up a company and have a conversation that you know that you're going to understand and make good decisions for yourself or, and just be actively involved in your money. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Third Eye Bio LLC marries expertise from across several fields to create a novel platform that assists startup, small, and mid cap companies attempting to break into the fast paced biotech sector. With over 30 years in the biotech and life science industries, they have the experience, knowledge, and relationships to help architect and guide your company's goals and initiatives. They have developed a comprehensive approach, each being led and managed by seasoned industry professionals, covering all the necessary elements needed for new company success and market breakthrough. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanisi explores the catastrophic consequences of human biology and psychology colliding with our political, civic, and economic systems. They investigate innovations across the human service sector that are helping to change our course and to restore our collective social health. Creating Presence with Dr. Sandra Bloom and Sarah Yanisi. 
Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Women, Life, and Science. Have a question for Cecilia or her guests? Email Cecilia at Cecilia.zh at WLScience.com. Now back to the show with Cecilia. So, yeah. Yeah. all right, well, let's let's go through that. Let's okay. let's educate on a uh, how 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 do we get started? Uh, started. Take a and this is part of your program. Um, take a, a an example, a young woman who's probably in her mid twenties, um, got married pretty early, and uh, was never really taught how to handle money. Comes from a poor family. Now she has a baby. And she's working full time, but she's she doesn't know anything. How would you th- take that individual and let's walk through your program? Yeah, so it it really starts with you know having a plan or goals. So that's where the money plan course starts out, and it walks a person through you know, what are the pieces to a financial plan? You know, you do need a budget as, you know, everyone kind of hates that word, but you have to understand, you know, what your income is, what your expenses are, and it kind of walks you through that. You need to um, understand what kind of insurance is out there and what someone might need. Um you know, there's also understanding debt is the is a big part of it. And um, my philosophy on debt is that it is a tool. And I know a lot of, you know, people are concerned about student loans, like we were talking about, but it really mm-hmm. depends on the um, interest rate of that student loan. You know, it, it may make more sense to take that extra $100 a month and start investing it than paying off a 4% student loan early because the other thing I also walk through is the power of compounding. And I don't think Mm -hmm. people have seen Mm -hmm. that and that it doesn't take a lot of money to become a millionaire when you're 60 if you start out when you're young. So the, the time, your time is such a huge asset with the power of compounding. So I give examples on that. So that even in your 20s, if you can start investing $100 a month, it can turn into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and that changes your life uh, mm-hmm. when you're 60, because, you know, we all know what you, you just don't know what can happen. So it's walking through someone and that through all these things and then understanding how to set uh, goals. So the way that, um, you know, People also need to understand risk, which I get more into in the investing course. But, you know, you have short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals. So it it walks you through all this. You can write it down. There's templates, worksheets, and all that good stuff. And then I do start dipping uh, a person's experience and toes into just understanding investing concepts. Mm -hmm. And then the next course, the keys to investing course, is really... um, teaching people long-term investing and how uh, advisors and professional investors break companies into groups, which uh, makes it easier to invest in. You don't have to pick single stocks and that you. (laughs) No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm giggling because I, um, uh, you know, you're. I was in a coffee shop not too long ago, and I heard these two young people talking about, you know, the single yeah. stock. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I had to like. I, I didn't want. Obviously, they don't know me. I didn't want to interrupt. But it's like, okay, coming from somebody who's, you know, was in your shoes back then, um, that's not the way <laughs> to make. Right. You know, uh, a good income build your wealth exactly so i so i was giggling about that yeah and that's where some people was like hey did you hear about 
blah, 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 blah. You should buy. It's only like $2 a share right now. And, blah, you know, and, and then we all get sucked in that because we're thinking it's instant money. Right. Right. And the, the meme stocks of Reddit and all that great stuff, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's trying to show people it's really not about that. It's about, you know, buckets, you can use mutual funds and ETFs, what they are, what different types of investment accounts are, and uh, walking through through how someone could do it themselves, or at least now once they kind of understand that, you know, you you have these cate- investment groups or categories, and that mm-hmm. you combine the categories in a way that's right for you and your situation, and that's where the risk comes in. So it's depending on what your goal is for the money, and how much time you have to invest that money would determine how you know how much risk you want to take. And I even use, like I said, analogies like um, building a sports team. You have offensive positions, defensive positions, and special teams. So if it's uh, you have a long term time frame like retirement, you can have more o- aggressive positions, offensive positions. And if it's a mm-hmm. short term time frame like you know, your child is 14 and he's going to college and this is college money, you know, you only have a few years. So you really want more defensive positions. So you you really, yeah. So you really educate individuals uh, on, you know, planning for life really Uh, because from stage, whatever, at the point where they're starting um, taking your courses and then planning based on, the goals, right? Immediate, median, and then long-term goal. And so that's great because then, because life changes, as we know, it's very fluid. Um, I I worked with a, a, a medical director back in the day. And he That's his favorite phrase is, you know, life is fluid. So you need to be able to adapt accordingly, mm-hmm. but, but plan accordingly, of course. So in your courses, you have the beginning stage where you walk through what does it mean uh, to take a look at your budget? Uh, what does it mean to, you know, retirement investment and all these things like basic format and worksheets. But you also have second and third stages in your coursework. Is that correct? How does that how does your program work? So it's, you know, the the money plan is building the plan to putting the plan together and and um, what that means for you. And like you say, it's fluid. And, you know, there's going to be adjustments as time goes on, but at least you'll understand what are all the, the pieces that you need to have and understand your financial picture. And then how do you invest for those goals and that picture? And that's where the keys to investing course comes in to teach you, depending on that goal, your investments might be either weighted more aggressively or more conservatively. And and I also walk people through examples of, you know, who is a conservative investor and the examples like I just gave, or maybe it's a a 60-year-old that wants to retire at 65. That's also a conservative investor. You know, and then maybe a moderate investor is, you know, a 54-year-old and an aggressive investor is like a 30-year-old who has many years for retirement. And so just getting people to understand that you're always going to have some defense, you know, and offense and special teams, it's just they're going to be weighted differently depending on what your life situation and money goal is for that money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, why do you, so let's go through statistics a little bit because okay. um, you mentioned that. Um, what are the, why, why, why is it so important for women to, uh, to, to do this? Um, because based on statistics, again, why why is that? Let's let's talk about that. So, um, first of all, women live longer than men, uh, on average, six years longer. Um, I think there's statistics out there that it's like first marriages. We all know the divorce rate, and um, 
I think it's like 13% of marriages, the woman is five years or more younger. And with second marriages, it's like 38% are at least five years or more younger than the spouse. And then layer in that age difference, women are, 90% of women are need to make financial decisions by themselves. That's, that's the inevitability. The, the other more tragic statistic is that 74% of all divorced and widowed women find out during this awful time in their life that they have fewer assets or more debt than they thought because they were never involved in the conversation of the household. Mm, that is so sad. It is sad. It's heart, it's heartbreaking. And the yeah. other the other thing that um, there's a couple of others where even now this is a study that a very large financial firm did, and it's something like 58% of all married women still leave the investing decisions to their spouse. Um, and it's not, it it doesn't necessarily get better with age. Uh, and so, you know, you layer in all of these things and women are two times more likely to get dementia uh, four times more likely to have an autoimmune issue and we get paid less. We, and, and it's known we invest less. And I, I have this pet peeve where I think once again, the industry or media, they almost make the word savings and investing mean the same thing. And they're not, it's like retirement savings. No, it's investing. It's, yeah. you know, and in a savings account in your bank is not an investing account. Um, and you're not going to make this, you're not going to earn the same over time. So um, there's, there's kind of all these things going on. And, you know, 80% of all financial advisors are men. And I think that that's intimidating to women and back to the language thing. And, and um, it it's, it's, uh, and so there's, women are set to be in control of 30 trillion dollars by 2030 and there's mm. and this is you know the baby boomers are the wealthiest generation in our country men are aging they are going to be transferring due to passing away this wealth to spouses and children and um women's education levels are much lower than men and I and they feel like they have to blindly trust someone and they don't want to get ripped off. Mm-hmm. So it's and you have to, there is also this, and and we talked about this on LinkedIn about I I don't know if there women think that there's it makes you superficial or fake if you care about money, because there are, I do hear it a lot where, oh, I couldn't care less about money. And I'm like, why? Why would you give your power away or, you know, here we are fighting so hard to make the same amount of money as men. And I've, I've had a pay gap issue in the financial industry. Sure. Yeah. So here we are fighting for this on the one hand, but yet we're saying on the other hand, well, I don't know what to do with it. I don't care about money. And I'm like, how, why are we, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. It's so just it, it, again, you're talking about changing the language, changing the mindset, right? And it it's it's it, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to change that mindset about money. And um you're absolutely right. Uh you hear it on LinkedIn, you see it on social media where oh money's not that important. Yes it is. Because mm-hmm. in my view when you have it, you have more to give. And we do, as women, we do, um, uh, I think, I believe, I, I believe this, and I know I do this, that emotionally I'm tied to it. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Third Eye Bio LLC marries expertise from across several fields to create a novel platform that assists startup, small, and mid-cap 
companies attempting to break into the fast-paced biotech sector. With over 30 years in the biotech and life science industries, they have the experience, knowledge, and relationships to help architect and guide your company's goals and initiatives. They have developed a comprehensive approach, each being led and managed by seasoned industry professionals, covering all the necessary elements needed for new company success and market breakthrough. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel this is the home of the top life coaches entrepreneurs and success drivers the voice america empowerment channel you are listening to women life and science have a question for cecilia or her guests Email Cecilia at Cecilia.zh at WLScience.com. Now back to the show with Cecilia. Um, I want to do good with it. But if you don't have it, you can't do good. And so it's like that vicious cycle, right? And so you kind of have to go through that that mindset um, changes. So, Deb, um, when you're teaching men how to communicate to women, Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> With regard to money, mm-hmm. what 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 are the steps that you tell them? Because we I in in the on this podcast we have men listeners also. Awesome. Um some of them are uh investor leads uh for life science. I want them to, you know, what's that what's that thing that you want them to to actually keep in mind when they're talking to women about investments, about, about uh, investing in their business, all that stuff. What's, what's your approach? Yeah. I mean, there it's about awareness when it comes to what woman, what women want from their financial advisor. And there's been some great studies out there. So I walk through what women do want from their advisor and how almost 40% of them feel patronized and if they are married, they get treated differently from their spouse and they mm-hmm. want to be treated as equal partners that have equal uh, decision making in the relationship. And the truth is they do or probably might have more. And mm-hmm. they're the advisors trying to build this relationship with the man and not including the woman and building that connection. So it's also talking to them about emotions of um, how to build that connection, using language, using uh, visualization of the future and how the advisor is going to help the woman change uh, her life for the better and making and making sure she is engaged in asking her the right questions about what what her fears and concerns could be entirely different from the what the spouse's concerns and fears are. So it's it's about language, it's about um, success stories and creating a connection of trust and what women really think about you. <laughs> and not in a bad way, it's it's also not intent. You know, it's just we are different. And yeah. let's let's just be honest about the fact that we're different and we come at this from a different angle. So if men advisors can just understand that, and I give them, I put together scripts and handouts with questions and phrases and how you talk about investing without using the jargon. And all of these things as part of the program to help advisors better connect with women. So, yeah, Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it's okay also for women to understand how to do this on their own also. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, you you also teach um, that, that's the 
you, you need to be educated about certain things, read up on it. And, and you're there when you do your programs, um, your, your students can reach out to you all the time. I mean, it's not a one-time thing that just because you're taking the course for one time, it doesn't mean that they can't reach out to you, um, you know, continuously about certain things. Right. And, you know, there's Facebook communities, you know, we can do one-on-one coaching if that's something that they want to do. Um, though, you know, I don't do as much of that, but, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but absolutely. But I'm not the, you know, there is the, the other thing that I also see as a blessing and a curse is that the regulations in the financial industry almost in some ways do prevent people from getting the education they need because, you know, I'm since I'm not technically an advisor and I want to teach people, there's certain things that I'm not allowed to do, right? So it's like yeah. I in this course, I want them to understand how they can do it themselves without a lot of money because financial advisors often have minimums that they're not going to spend time with someone that doesn't have a certain amount of money. But they can easily call up Fidelity or Schwab, have that conversation and then open the account with them and then based on the knowledge that I've given them and the discussion with fidelity they can get started really easy yeah informed investing is is what I would call that right yeah knowledge knowledge is always power uh, as we know so the more you have the, the of that the, the the better understanding you will have on how to navigate through it so for our listeners, um, just so you all know, Deborah is going to be at the Women Life and Science Conference in, on April 30th. She is going to have her materials there uh, as far as, you know, including courses. We are also going to plan out um, a virtual course um, with Women Life and Science listeners. So we're going to we're going to do that Um after the conference, just so that we have some time to get some interest and people signing up. So we'll, we'll, we'll have that ready uh, on April 30th. Um, So we're kind of coming into our end of our, our show here, Deborah. I have a couple of rapid fire questions. Okay. So because this is women life and science, and I always like to, to do this with our guests. So the first one is, um, what advice was given to you? What was the best advice given to you that, and did you follow it? The best advice given to me. Wow. That is, that is, I'm trying to think, um, <laughs> I guess it has to be, you know, when I was younger and it was a very male dominated field, I was a perfectionist mm-hmm. and I hated making mistakes because I, it made me feel really insecure, you know? And I remember this one, you know, gentleman saying, you know, you can't beat yourself up. It's a learning experience and you got to keep going. So, and, you know, being in my young twenties, you know, just starting out, I think that was great advice. You, you, it's a learning experience and life is a journey and, you know, use it to uh, just get better. Yeah, I I think that's that's a great advice. It's a great reminder for some of us too. Yeah, uh, and for our listeners, what was the worst? <laughs> the worst advice? Wow, it probably was something to do with don't break up with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rightly so, because we all have that one. <laughs> you can tell my sense. Oh my gosh, that's funny. All right, last last rapid fire question. And again, because we're women, life, and science, there's a science to everything. Um, if you were to have dinner with a woman in history, and you can go as far back as uh, in history as as you want to uh, what would be the question that you would ask her and um and why wow uh, <laughs> i know this always stumps people but i like to kind of you know think that through so 
The woman that pops into my mind, I would say, would be Condoleezza Rice. Mm. Just because of everything she's accomplished um, on so many levels with so many uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. And I would just love to hear, you know, how she did that and what her journey was. Mm-hmm. Talk about a long conversation, right? Yeah. With her on that, because there were so many. It was a definite roller coaster ride for her. Yeah. Yeah. In in her life, though, she, you know, it's not that she's still around today. So maybe that could yes. happen. But yes. it's not really a historical figure. But uh, <laughs> she just pops into my head as somebody that she she is a historical figure okay. uh, because there's uh, there there were a lot there that I think we all can learn from, uh, mm-hmm. and still to this day because she's still very active, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Deborah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your for sharing your story and your journey. Um, like I mentioned, um, she is going to be at the conference for those of you who are attending the conference and there will be um, we're going to schedule a, a virtual course, uh, at least the, the first part of the course, uh, educating our women uh, to learn a little bit more and be empowered. Uh, about your finances, investing, and your financial future. So in the meantime, we will see her on April 30th. We'll see everyone virtually again um, and uh, on Women, Life, and Science podcast. And see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women, Life, and Science. We hope Cecilia and her guests enlightened you as you walk your own path. 